Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We are thankful this afternoon. Lord, we come before you with hearts that are prepared. Father, this is the preparation that we make. But Lord, transform our hearts into that fertile soil. The good ground that receives your word. Let our hearts be that good ground that receives your word. And I pray, Lord, let your word bring forth fruits in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I yield to you. Help me, Lord, to cooperate with you. Help me to walk in your ways. Help me to say what you want me to say. Let it not be of my own mind. Let it not be of man's wisdom. But let the grafted word of God proceed out of my mouth. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Spirit of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for Jesus. And you may be seated. And turn with me to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter number 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Um, Today is our communion service. And I am going to read this particular chapter of the Bible with you and we will allow God to speak to us and at the end we will take communion. Hallelujah. And um, I want you to have an open heart to receive the word of God. Amen. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and we want to read from verse 1, verse number 1 of Second Chronicles chapter number 20. Hallelujah. Wonderful. It says, It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other besides the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Hallelujah. Did I give you a topic for the message? Well, why don't we call this Allow God to fight the battle. Allow God to fight the battle. Turn to your neighbor and say, allow God to fight the battle. Turn to the next person and say, allow God to fight the battle. Hallelujah. Amen. Allow God to fight the battle. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So it says, it came to pass after this that the children of Moab and the children of Amnon and with them other besides the Ammonites. That means not just the Moabites and the Ammonites, 
but there were others. They came against Jehoshaphat to battle. They came to fight Jehoshaphat. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side, Syria. And behold, they be in Hazosantama, which is Engedi. Wow. You know, there are some people that they awaken you to your problems. And they make it, your problems sound very complex. They give your problem very complex names. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, there are people that magnify your problems and it puts fear in you. Do you understand? You will go to a doctor and then you say, you know, my skin looks a little yellowish. I am this and I am this. And then they will give a complex name. They say, you have hyperbilirubinemia. And then you say, what is that? And then you start shaking. He says, you have hyperbilirubinemia. And then you ask, what does that mean? And how does that happen? You say, that is caused by acute hepatopathy. And then you ask, you say, ah, but what does that translate? Can you? He said, that is caused also by something we call transaminicemia. And then you say, doctor, Please break it down. Calm down so that, you see, already you are shaking because you think that you have some complex diseases. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? You are having a little, you are, you are having a little monthly issue and as you are having, it's having a little pain and Usually you take some motrin or you take some um, Tylenol and you are okay. Then you go to your doctor and he says, you have menorrhagia. Hey. Hey. And you say, you say I, 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 I am not a Muslim. <laughs> so how can I have menorrhagia? <laughs> you say, I've never been to Mecca. People give complex names. Amen. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? He said, Doc, I woke up this morning and I felt some discomfort in my chest. He said, Hmm. 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 I think you have acute coronary syndrome. He said, Oh, chest pain. It's a small chest pain. You see, there are some people they magnify your problems. Do you understand? So he says, then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee, a great multitude against thee, from beyond the sea, on this side Syria. And behold, they be in Hazosom Toma. You see, then you start shaking. Hey, they are not around this place, some far Hazosom Toma. Which is also Engedi. Hey. 
And Jehoshaphat feared. You see, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. That is the wisdom. You see, whenever anything comes to you that brings fear into you, understand the Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of sound mind. So the moment any news comes to you and you realize it has brought fear into you, understand that that is not from God. That is not from God. And that moment, right away, turn to the thing that comes from God. So that is what Jehoshaphat did. So he says, fear came into him and he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Verse 4, and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. To ask help of the Lord. To ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, and I want you to pay attention to what Jehoshaphat said. Amen. Oh Lord God of our fathers, art not thou, art not thou God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the hidden? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? You see, this is the accolades that he gives God. And he has a reason for doing that. Do you understand? Often God expects us to look at what he has done before. What he has done for somebody. What he has done for certain conditions, certain situations. He wants you to look at that and bring it to him. To tell him that if you have done this, you can also do this in my situation. Hallelujah. And so listen to Jehoshaphat. He says, and said, Oh Lord God of our fathers, are not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel? And gavest it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever. And they dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary therein, for thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us, as the sword judgment, as, as the sword, judgment or pestilence or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou will hear and help. When they build the sanctuary, that's a promise. It says, when evil cometh upon us, as they saw, be it judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house, and in thy presence, for thy name is, this, is in this house. The name of the Lord is in this house. I said, the name of the Lord is in this house. It says, for thy name is in this house. And cry unto thee in our affliction. Then thou will hear and help. 
Today, God will hear and help concerning every situation, every condition, every torment, every torture, every disturbance, every destruction, every sickness, and every illness that is in your life today. Amen. Verse 10, he says, and now, behold, you see, he has reminded God what he has done before. So he's bringing his problems. He says, and now behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. So when they were coming, God said, don't destroy these people. Don't invade these people and let them be. But he says that now we are reminding you that the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. This is the fear that has come upon them. Verse 12. Our God. He said, oh, our God. Will thou not judge them? For we have, not, we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. I tell you, there are certain situations you look at yourself and you realize that you have no might, you have no strength, you have no force against what stands before you. Hallelujah. Neither know we what to do. Have you been in a situation like that before? Is, has anyone been in a situation where you don't know what to do? You have been in a situation where you don't know to turn right or to turn left. Today I say the Lord God of Almighty, the Lord God of Israel, the God of Judah, the God of Jacob and of Abraham, the God of Isaac, he will stand to help you in the situation where you do not know what to do. Hallelujah. The next verse, it says, And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jahaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Beniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the son of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And now behold, as the Spirit of the Lord cometh upon his prophet, as the Spirit of the Lord cometh upon his congregation, as the Spirit of the Lord dwells upon the messenger and the servant of God, he speaketh. Hallelujah. He will speak and he will say certain things. So he says that when they pray such prayer, when the people gathered with such difficulty, with such a mountain, the Spirit of the Lord came upon came upon the servant of God. He said, then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, he says, a Levite, the priest, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, hearken ye, all Judah. Listen, all Judah. Hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. 
And thou King Jehoshaphat, that saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. Do not be afraid or be dismayed. Don't let your peace be disturbed by, by reason of this multitude. Now, reason of this multitude means that you can see, you can see the multitude. And it's real. You can, you can actually estimate and you can feel it. And you see how fast they are approaching. It's not an imagination. It's something that you can see. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, when you can see a problem, when you know of a problem, and you know this is the problem, and they are telling you this is the magnitude of the problem, and we can't do anything about that, it brings dismay, and it brings fear, it brings anxiety, it brings certain disturbance. Hallelujah. So he says, don't look at this, the size, the magnitude. Of this great multitude. He says, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. The spirit was not underestimating the fact that it was a great multitude. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? God is not underestimating the fact that the mountain that is before you is a great mountain. He said, The spirit acknowledged. That it is a great multitude. And so he said, but be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. And that, it, it means that it's, it's not something that you are imagining. It is there. You can feel it and you can see it. And somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? And when you see problem, the size of that that is beyond you, it brings disturbances. It brings sleeplessness. It brings tears on your pillow. It brings heaviness and depression. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said, Hacking ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours. For the battle is not yours. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Hallelujah. Come on, clap your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Anything that is not yours, you will not understand it. Anything that is not yours, you will not know how to handle it. Anything that is not yours, you will not know how to assess it. Anything that is not yours, you don't know how it feels. You know, when there's an issue that is not yours and someone is telling you, and then you are just saying, oh, this thing that you are worried so much about. And the person says, you don't know. You don't know what I'm talking about. You don't seem to understand what I'm talking about. Anything that is not yours, you don't seem to have. So you see that you don't feel it. 
So you assess it and you see that it's a great multitude. But it says, be not afraid. Be not dismayed. For the battle is not yours, but God's. I am telling you to allow God to fight the battle. Allow God to fight the battle. Because the battle is not yours. Hallelujah. You don't know how to assess the battle. You don't know how to approach the battle. You don't know how to fight the battle. Because the battle is not yours. It seems it's giving you fear. It seems that it is causing you sleeplessness. It seems that it is making you dismayed. It seems it is very great. But the scripture is telling you, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. The reason is that the battle is not yours. Amen. Amen. The next verse. Tomorrow, go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Zis, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So you see, you are looking at the problem. And the solution, your eye can see even not past the problem. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? That you don't know that even the enemy is coming around the cliff because you cannot even see beyond the cliff. You cannot see past the corner of the cliff. But there came a direct prophetic direction. Specific prophetic instruction as to how to approach this problem. The one who owns the battle, the one who knows the battle, the one upon whom the battle is on, the one who has taken upon himself the battle, he knows the formula to the battle. He knows the way to approach the battle. And so a specific direction came to them. And he says, behold, he said tomorrow. So the prophetic specific instruction, it will tell you when. It will tell you how. It will tell you who. And will tell you what to do. Amen. So he says, tomorrow, go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Zis. And ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Anyone that is under the sound of my voice, that is in the crossroad to make certain decisions. Certain major decision. May there be a direct, specific, prophetic instruction that shall proceed to tell you what to do. That shall show you where to go. That shall tell you what to do and how to do it. Amen. Amen. And how to do it. It is very comforting to know that the battle is not yours. It is very comforting to know that the battle against poverty is not yours. Though it is your pocket that you feel is empty, but it is very comforting that to fight poverty, it is not your battle. It is very comforting to know that the battle against your health is not yours. It is very comforting to know that the battle against your marital issue is not yours. I think it's very comforting 
to know that the battle against barrenness is not yours. The battle against the disturbance of your peace and sleeplessness. The battle against singlehood. The battle against what has caused your separation in marriage. That battle is not yours. And it is very comforting and assuring to know that these battles are not yours. That the things that gives you mental problems, that disturbs you, the battle is not yours. So I don't know why certain Christians will feel so frustrated about a particular issue knowing that the battle is not yours. And so I'm not surprised why you'll be frustrated. I don't know why you'll be frustrated about an issue, the battle of which is not yours. Hallelujah. Allow God to fight the battle. I say, allow God to fight the battle. Hallelujah. Allow God to fight the battle. I believe that sometimes the reason why we get so frustrated is because we don't know how to fight the battle. Amen. And when we see the battle and we see the issue that is coming, we get frustrated because we are looking to God and we don't know how he fights his battle. We don't know how God goes about his warfare. We don't know how his weapons are. We don't know how his techniques are. And it makes us frustrated. If you are in a, an, an army and your leader doesn't know how to go about the battle, it can bring frustration in your life. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Today, may your ears open to hear specific prophetic instructions for your particular situation. What to do, where to go, what to say, whom to meet, whom to marry, whom to be friends with, whom to get close to, whom to share your issues with. May the Lord give you specific prophetic direction for your life, for your situation, and for your condition. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So he says, the next verse, he says, ye shall not need, did you hear? Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Wow. It is your unemployment. It is your bank account that seems to be getting lower and lower. You keep going to the ATM and you keep checking and checking the balance and checking you have checked the balance four times in one day 24 hours you have checked the balance as if by checking and checking something will be added to it amen and then each time you check it you go hmm 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 and you are looking at empty bank accounts and then you are frustrated. But the scripture says, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves. That means relax. Stand ye still. And see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. For the Lord will be with you. Wow. For the Lord will be with you. 
The Lord will be with your resume. The Lord will be with your interview. The Lord will be with the judges. The Lord will sit among the judges. The people who will decide your case, the Lord will be with them. And he says that the heart of the king is in his hand. He will turn it. We will turn it. He will turn it. I see the Lord turning the heart of anyone that made decision concerning your case. Amen. Say tomorrow go. When they give you an interview, they'd go. When they give you a prescription and they say, come, we will tell you what is going on. Go boldly. I say go. The battle is not yours. Amen. I said the battle is not yours. He says, stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Amen. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord Worshipping the Lord. Worshipping the Lord. Hallelujah. Worshipping the Lord. Worshipping the Lord. Underline that word, worshipping the Lord. Those two words. Worshipping or three words. Worshipping the Lord. They were worshipping the Lord. He says, and Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord. Worshipping the Lord. The next verse. And the Levites of the children of Kohathites and of the children of Kohites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And the land stood up to praise the Lord God. Stood up to praise the Lord God. Amen. Stood up to praise the Lord God. There is a way that you will get the Lord to fight your battle for you. By worshipping him and by praising him. By worshipping him and by praising him. You remind him of what he has done before. And then you present your issue before him. And then you begin to worship and praise him. Hallelujah. By doing what? I said, by doing what? It says they stood up to worship. And they praise him. They put their face down to praise him. Verse 20. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. As they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophet, so shall ye prosper. So shall ye prosper. He says, believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe also in his prophet, and you will prosper. Believe in his prophet, and you will prosper. Believe in his prophet, and you will prosper. Believe in his prophet. And you prosper. The prophecy that you believe, it is that which shall come to pass in your life. I say, the prophecy that you believe, it is that which shall come to pass in your life. Shall experience that practically. Amen. Practically. The next verse. 
And when he had consulted with the people, listen, he appointed singers. Don't block the people. Let them read. Sit down. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. When there is that mountain that stands before you and you are facing the mountain, they did not set the, the navy before them. They didn't set the men with the artillery guns first. They didn't set the men with the mighty weapons. The mighty weapons are the weapons of man. The mighty weapons are the weapons that the hand of man has made. They didn't set the artillery before them. Gina, are you understanding what I'm sharing? They didn't set the, the horse riders, the ones who are good with shooting arrows and bows. They didn't set them before them. But they set the praises, the worshippers. They set them before the mighty army of God. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? They set before them. There's a scripture in Acts chapter 16. I believe around verse 20, 22, 23. The Bible says, Paul and Silas, they were in prison. You know, they were in prison. They have captured them for preaching, and they have put them in prison. And the, 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 the prison guards were given specific instructions to guard them well. To guard them well. And so, the Bible says, they put them in chains. They put them in chains, and they put them in the deeper end of the prison. Some of you, you are in certain deeper ends of certain situations. You feel like you are bound in chain. When Paul and Silas look at their situation, when they look at the condition, and when they look at how far, how deep compared to the other prisoners, how inner they have put them, they didn't think of escaping. They didn't think of running away from this place. They didn't think of where their legs can carry them. They didn't think of how strong they can be to break the chains and escape. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? That was not on their minds. I said that was not on their minds. That was not their plan. When you look at the condition, by reason of the magnitude and the multitude, of what is around, that was not their condition. That was not their plan, that they would break the chains and escape. But the scripture says, they began to worship. As they were praying, they were singing hymns. They were just in chains in the deeper ends of the prison. And they began to worship. And they began to praise. And they began to pray and worship and praise, and worship, singing him. And suddenly, the Bible says, there was a mighty earthquake. Your praise and your worship, it brings down mighty earthquake. Mighty earthquake that breaks chains. Mighty earthquake that breaks bonds. Mighty earthquake that brings walls down. Mighty escape. Mighty earthquake that breaks bondage and stronghold. Your praise and your worship. Sometimes I wonder why when we are having praise and worship and we are in church and I see some people walking in the hallway and talking and having conversation as if they understand the praise and worship session as some type of warm-up. Let, let them warm up. I'm, I'm coming. Let them warm up. Hey! Wow. 
It's like preliminary thing that we do before the service. Something that we have to do before we start the main service. And we see sometimes during that time, people are having conversation. People are talking. People are trying to eat something quickly. Hey, during praise and worship, during the time of mighty earthquakes breaking chains, you see people are just having conversation. But he says, and he says, they set, well, this is Acts chapter 16. Look at that. He said, and suddenly, go to the previous verse. Go to the previous verse. We will come back to our scripture in Second Chronicles. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And then he says, and suddenly, 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 there was a great earthquake. Praising the Lord and worshiping him, you caused him to move against your enemy with anger, with curiosity, with ferocity. The Bible calls him the Lion of Judah. When you call upon him and you lift him up, he says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. When the Lord is lifted up, if you lift him up, you cause him to come against your enemy that when you look, you will feel sorry for your enemy. Praise and worship. He says that the prison were shaking. He says a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaking and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bonds and band, everyone's bands were loosed. Everyone's bands were loosed. As you sing praises unto the Lord, as you lift up your hands unto the Lord, may every bound that the enemy has put around your neck, every chain that is around you, every breaking, every stronghold that the enemy has placed in your life, may it be broken. We cast it down. Every weapon that the enemy has set against you, we run it impotent and imbecile and inability to strike. And not only you, not only your bands, but your loved ones that are around you. He says, all the people that are around you, all your family members, that, that's as you lift up your hands to praise. Your relative sicknesses, they are vanishing. They are living. Hallelujah. Your relatives, your mother, your grandmother that is in a wheelchair, she's standing up to walk. I said, she's standing up to walk. She's standing up to walk. She's standing up to walk. She's throwing away the walking stick and the walkers and then the leading. She's straightening up. Do you believe these things? You know, Jesus says, if thou canst believe. If thou canst believe. That means what is limiting what you can have is your belief. What is limiting what you can have is your faith. Amen. Amen. You know, your faith, your faith is like, um, it's like a plug. Do you understand? It's like a plug. Do you have any plug here? Anything that, your faith is like a plug. Give me a plug. Some, you see, your faith is like a plug. Give me that. You know, you see, you see this plug. You know, you can, if you are holding the plug like this, there's nothing coming in the plug, if you are holding it like this. 
There's nothing coming in it. You can connect it to some power. This is not a yam. This is not a yam. This is a real, smart, intelligent form. <laughs> you see, your faith is like a plug that you are, that is just there like this. If you will exercise your faith, if you will exercise your, and you see, the socket, the socket that is on the wall, the socket that is the wall, is the power, it's like it represents the power of God. It represents the infinite power of God. And you see, if, you see, if I take another, another socket, another plot like this, you know, it can be, this may be your faith in Christ. Do you understand? You can have another one that is, um, who has another one? Another one that is, give me that. This is, this is also the same like the faith of Christ. It's okay. Let's, the faith in Christ. Let's have another one that is like the faith in um, some uh, voodoo man. <laughs> Do you understand? So you see, that is also, that is also, no, 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 no. I want something, no, no, these are all the same. They are all too similar. I want something that is like three, three pins. You see, the socket that is on the wall, it is full of power. Do you understand? It is full of power. And when you give me that, do you see this? Do you see this? You see, this is like um, faith in um, voodoo man. Do you understand? There is so much power in the socket. There is so much power flowing in the socket, ready, ready to, ready to supply, ready to supply. And what God is looking for is faith that connects into that socket. The faith, the faith that fits into that socket. Now, if you come with something else and say, I have money, I give offering to the church, and so I pay my tithe, and so certain things should be done for me, and you are trying to plug it, you see that it doesn't go in the socket, and you don't receive anything. But if it is faith, if it is only faith, and it fits in the socket, you see that light is coming out. You see that power is flowing. Power is flowing. Power. He said, if thou canst believe, only if you can believe, only if you can believe, there is power. There is power. 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 Just plug in your faith. Push in your faith. He said, there is so much power. 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 It is flowing. What you need is to put in your socket. That is what you need. That is all you need. So he says, only if you can have... You see, sometimes you realize that the thing is not even connected well. You realize that it's not connected well. It's not all the way in, but a little bit of it as in. But you see the light. You see that the thing light. He says, if you can have even the smallest... You see, if you can have the size of a master seed, just put it in a little bit. Don't let it go all... Even don't let it go all the way in. It's your faith. So what is limiting the supply of power is your faith. What is not making this powerful tool charge is the lack of the appropriate connection to the power that is in the world. That is what is missing. That is what is missing. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? That is what is missing. So it says, and then suddenly there was a great earthquake. 
so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed. Hallelujah. Let's continue our scripture in 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles. Hallelujah. It says, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, it says, When they began to sing, when they began to sing and to praise, when they do what they did what? When they did what? I hear some people are saying, when they began to throw the arrows, when they began to ride the horse, when they began to throw the missiles, when they began to jump. As I hear some people saying that when they began to take the submarines, when they began to go around with ships and warfare weapons. Says when they began to sing and to praise. When they began to sing and to praise. When they began to sing and to praise. It says, the Lord set ambushment against the children of Amnon. Moab and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Do you understand what is ambushment? Do you understand what is ambush? You know, ambush, if you look in a definition in a dictionary, it says a trap in which concealed persons lie in wait to attack by surprise. <laughs> 